This is Sean, Sean O'Callaghan that is, and I'm also known as Fat Gay Vegan, and I'd like to welcome you to another weekly installment of Fat Gay Vegan's weekly news mini roundup. <laughs> this chaotic and unscripted <laughs> uh, podcast is my way of sharing news with you, things that I've experienced, mostly to do with veganism, sometimes not, and it is made possible thanks to the support of my Patreon supporters, or they're also known as patrons. And um, I'd like to give a big shout out to them right at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, thank you all so much. Some of you have been with me for quite a few years now, and the money really does help. That financial support helps me keep the FGV show on the road. Without you, I would have to go and get another job that was a little bit more stable in the income department, but I love what I do. I enjoy supporting independent vegan business. I love improving outcomes for non-human animals, and I love the sound of my own voice. So everyone's a winner. (laughs) Thank you for your support. Let's dive in to the news of the week, and um, I've got some interesting things coming up for you. There's um, vegan ice cream in London talking about grab-and-go sandwiches in the UK and that whole phenomenon and how it's growing. Wanted to let you know about a few places in Sheffield that I've been enjoying food and a few other things, including what music I've been listening to this past week. So let's take a short break and I'll be back with the first article. Today is... Wednesday the 16th of June 2021. Now I think I did start these uh, mini podcasts on a Tuesday and said they would happen every Tuesday but then I got a bit confused and now it's happening on Wednesday. So I'm sorry for any confusion that my confusion has caused but welcome to the Wednesday 16th of June edition. I am recording this in Sheffield but I have the windows open because it's a sunny hot 24 degrees Celsius here today, and my apartment is on the river. I can hear ducks, I can hear noises, and um, I can see the water reflecting on the ceiling. It's beautiful, but maybe a little bit noisy. So if you hear any noises in the background, that is uh, probably just the ducks uh, getting up to mischief and enjoying the sunny weather. Talking of sunny weather, this is a good segue. (laughs) There is some delicious looking new vegan ice cream happening in London. There is a place called Copper House Chocolate. They build themselves as London's only 100% vegan uh, chocolate shop. So it's a cafe, so there's food. I think they have savoury food as well, but they specialise in their own, um, I suppose they're called blends. I don't know much about you know, sort of artisan chocolate. I suppose it's a bit like coffee where you have different blends. And they have their own blends and they've now also started doing their own vegan ice cream made from organic coconut milk. The flavours sound delicious, but what's more exciting than just the flavours is how you can get the ice cream served. So you can obviously buy it in scoops, you can buy it in take-home tubs, but you can also get their new vegan ice cream served in... Um, what do you call them? Cookie sandwiches. That's what you call them. Where you get two cookies, you put ice cream in the middle and you sandwich them together. Ice cream cookie sandwich. You can also get a hot chocolate affogato and they also do shakes. I've been invited to go down and try 
their food for a long time now, but I've, I've never had the chance to get in there. So in the coming weeks, hopefully I can make my way over there. I think I mentioned in the last podcast that I'm relocating to London soon in the coming weeks. So I will make it one of my first, um, what do you call it, points of business <laughs> to uh, get over to Copper House Chocolate to the vegan chocolate cafe shop and try the ice cream, especially in a shake. I'm interested in trying a shake and I'm interested in trying an ice cream cookie sandwich. Tons of other things you can buy from Copper House Chocolate, including their chocolate blends to take home and make your own hot chocolate or iced chocolates. They do coffee and um, they also, like I said before, I think they have savory food, but I haven't checked lately and I should have checked before I came on to do this chaotic podcast. But if you want to find out more information, you should probably just follow them on Instagram. So Instagram.com slash Copper House Chocolate. Spelt like it sounds, C-O-P-P-E-R-H-O-U-S-E, chocolate. And enjoy. After strolling around in the Sheffield sunshine yesterday, yes, there was sunshine, yes, it was over 20 degrees in the north of England, shock horror, I know, I stopped in at my local cooperative grocery store, if you don't know, the cooperative is a chain of vegan, um, sorry, not vegan, they're a chain of grocery stores, like supermarkets, that have a lot of vegan products, so... If you go to the one near my house here in Sheffield, it's on Broad Lane, they have even like one of the ends of the aisle, um, the, the shelving aisle. I don't know what you call that. Like It's got a special name if you're in retail. But um, at the end of the aisle, they have a section dedicated just to vegan products. So, of course, there are vegan products all throughout the rest of the store as well in different categories. But they do have a special place where they have all their, um, I suppose... Uh, products that people like me can't say no to, <laughs> like treats, chocolate, but they also have like canned soups, uh, noodles, uh, energy bars, uh, make-at-home drinks, all, all sorts of things that are specifically labelled vegan. The cooperative is also known for having some great vegan grab-and-go options, you know, like ready-made sandwiches, and in the UK, it's a really big deal to have this thing called a meal deal. I don't know if you really get it in many other countries, but most major retailers here, uh, when you go in there for lunch, you can buy a sandwich, um, a snack and a drink for a reduced price. And the meal deal price is normally around £3.50. And so I was looking at this yesterday, looking for a cheap or cheapish uh, lunch for myself after walking around and doing my 10,000 steps a day, which is another story we might touch on one day. <laughs> um, I saw a sandwich called um, a onion bhaji and mango chutney sandwich, and it was labelled vegan. Now, this is the co-op's own brand. It's it's called Grow, G-R-O, and they have all uh, different sorts of products under this own brand label. So they'll even have tubs of vegan ice cream. They've got uh, cookies and snacks to take home. They've got fresh cookies in bags that are vegan with this label. But the Grow product that I was concerned with yesterday was the sandwich, the uh, onion bhaji and mango chutney 
sandwich and it really got me thinking I sat there in an alleyway just around the corner um, from the cooperative on Broad Lane I, I found a seat a bench to sit down and I was eating the sandwich and I thought to myself isn't it funny how quickly we get used to things or how quickly we learn to take things for granted now 10 years ago when or just over 10 years ago when I started the Fat Gay Vegan blog walking into any supermarket that I want in the UK and knowing that I would find some vegan sandwich of some sort that I could just pick up as part of a meal deal and take outside and eat was it seemed impossible 10 years ago I mean literally or maybe not literally figuratively is that the right term (laughs) impossible like I couldn't dream of a day where there would be so much vegan choice of course we all fought for that as vegan activists but it seemed impossible. And now I sat there eating a not particularly amazing sandwich. It was okay. It was fresh and tasty and it was inexpensive. But it, it dawned on me that we all just seem to take this for granted so quickly that this vegan revolution has happened in part. Uh, there's still a long way to go. But we don't have to struggle for food to eat in the UK if you've got money to spend £3.50 on a, a meal deal, and I'm sure there are lots of people who don't, um, but I'm talking about my um, situation, like £3.50 sounds like the right amount of money that I want to spend on a light lunch. It, it seems in, like to me we've just taken it for granted now that that happens. Whereas 10 years ago, if you had said to someone, you're going to be able to go into this supermarket and spend £3.50 And you're going to be able to come out of there with a sandwich, a drink, and a snack. And the snack might even be vegan chocolate, if that's what you want, or or fruit, or or crackers. That didn't seem like it would have happened. So I just was reflecting, as I ate my sandwich, (laughs) on how much things have changed. And I hope I don't learn to take too many things for granted. Because as a vegan who has done the hard yards for over 20 years and, and knows what the grim landscape for vegan food can look like, I don't ever want to lose that sense of wonder. You know, I, I want to feel excited when I see vegan options, and I still do, but I have to admit that when I bought this sandwich from the cooperative yesterday, it didn't seem, it seem unusual to me. It didn't feel like an amazing experience, and honestly, 10 years ago, it really would have. Welcome back after a little Plum King interlude. That's my favourite piece of music to use as an interlude between news pieces now, and it's called Plum King. I mentioned it in the last podcast episode. I think I'm going to stick with it because I think it's really cute, and I just, even more than the sound of it, I love the name. So we're back from a little Plum King King break. I can't say it, though. And I wanted to talk to you about a few places that I've been eating in Sheffield, And that's where I'm currently based. I'm getting ready to leave and move back to London after a little time away. I've been all over the place. You'll know that, uh, well, if you follow me on social media with any regularity, you'll know that I've also spent some time in Mexico City in the last few years. And for the past nine months, no, the past 10 or 11 months, I've been living in Sheffield in South Yorkshire. So one of my favourite places to work, and it's a company that I was also doing some work with, 
Um, sorry, let me repeat that. One of my favorite places to eat, and it was a company that I was doing some work with. Don't you love the DIY nature of this podcast? It just sounds like you're talking to someone who doesn't know what they're doing and it can make you feel better about yourself. Anyway, one of my favorite places to eat and somewhere that I used to do some work with is called Make No Bones. Make No Bones is a famous, um, iconic vegan eatery in Sheffield. And at the moment, they're located inside the old workshop, which is a vegan pub. And so the kitchen's inside there. You could go to the pub for a drink or you can go to the pub to order just food or you can order both. And um, Hill and I went there the other day and we had the legendary vegan Sunday roast. Hill chose the vegan chicken option and I chose the vegan seitan beef. And the pots of gravy that came with the dinner were amazing and huge. And I couldn't recommend this meal highly enough. If you're passing through Sheffield, if you live here, if you know someone who lives here, you should recommend it or you should come and visit them and try this food. It's amazing. I also went a few nights ago and tried one of the sandwiches on their new menu because since they've the pubs reopened after this latest lockdown, they have, uh, Make No Bones have added some dishes to the menu that are a little bit different. And I got the wing witch, which is a sandwich with wings in it. And the wings are vegan chicken wings and battered avocado wings inside a baguette with some other toppings and, and salad. The wing witch is a winner. <laughs> Let me just say that now, get it out of the way. Um, I love food like that. I love comfort food with, I mean, it, this might sound weird like to say that it had a fresh edge to it, but it was freshly made and it tasted fresh, even though there were deep fried items in the sandwich. And I'm not going to apologize for that. The sandwich was fresh. You could tell that it had all just been made. They um, batter, they they freshly cut and batter the avocado and, and fry it just before it gets put into the sandwich. Um, the same with the vegan chicken wings. They don't make a bunch of them at the beginning of the day. They are made fresh to order. Uh, the bread is fresh that day. It's cut, uh, loaded with the salad and the toppings. And it's just a... Um, the food is really comfort food style, but it is freshly made. I think you'll really enjoy it if you go there. Also, a little while back, I teamed up with Make No Bones to help develop another site for them inside another vegan bar. Now, the bar is called The Tram Shed, and it's on Chesterfield Road in Sheffield. If you know Sheffield at all, it's diagonally across from the little <laughs> supermarket. And just down the road from Spinning Discs Record, an amazing record store in Sheffield, an independently owned record store. The Tram Shed is a local bar that has been there for quite a number of years, and it's always had a kitchen inside it. But Make Their Bones were tasked with the concept um, changing. So they were able to come up with an idea, which I helped them uh, to create and implement, and it's called La Fonda. And it is a vegan Mexican kitchen. So you can go down to this bar called the Tram Shed and you can eat with La Fonda. So all the drinks are 100% vegan on site. And the food is delicious. There's vegan nachos, vegan tacos, dorados, uh, burritos, um, tacos, baja, tacos alambre, uh, tacos al pastor. Really, really tasty. Um 
like I, I don't want to say it's like super filling but it's like the perfect amount of food when you're at a bar drinking of course you could go there and order a few more plates and make a meal of it but the food is the sort of food that you want to order when you're having a few drinks with friends so that's La Fonda at the tram shed and I'm also recommending Make No Bones over at the old workshop now they do have a third restaurant which is called saucy which is a vegan takeaway but that is not inside a pub so we will leave that for another day let's pop back down to london quickly for the next piece of news i think um because i'm too lazy to go back and listen but i think in the last episode i mentioned mildred's it's a vegan restaurant that used to be vegetarian and they have a number of locations around London. I think I've mentioned that I went there and I really enjoyed the lunch at their Camden location a few weeks back. And um, I'd reiterate that the food was delicious and fresh. We had uh, pot sticker dumplings, salad, pad thai, um, home style potatoes. It was really great, fresh food, tasty, delicious, all vegan. And then I had an experience the other day, (laughs) a few days ago, I went to another location of Mildred's in London, and it was the King's Cross location on, I think it's on Pentonville Road, but it's just up from King's Cross Station. And I went because I had read that they do a weekend brunch, and I was excited to try. I love that sort of thing. I love a hot breakfast, I love a hot dinner, where I can go and sit in a restaurant and have sort of like a British-style fry-up. Uh, in the US, things are a little bit different. You you have things like biscuits and gravy. But in the UK, you have like grilled mushrooms and beans and sausages and toast. And I was really looking forward to having this brunch. And I went to the restaurant, and everyone was really friendly. And the restaurant was nice to look at. It was busy. So it's obviously popular for brunch. But they did manage to squeeze me in at a table, um, squeeze being the operative word. (laughs) But I wasn't in love with the brunch I was served. Now, this isn't throwing shade at uh, Mildred's because I had a meal the week before that I absolutely loved and posted about on my Instagram. But this meal was not great. The brunch was not great for me. To start with, the food was a little bit... Uh, more on the cold side than I would want it to be closer to cold than hot now it was warm but it was the cold side of warm if you know what I mean now this was a dish with toast sausages beans uh, scrambled tofu so you'd expect a dish like that to be hot or at least on the hot side of warm and this was on the cold side of warm then I also felt the flavors were a bit lacking it didn't really taste of much Whereas the the meal I'd had with them the week prior was full of flavour, bursting with freshness, it actually tasted delicious, this meal was not on that same level, and I was a little bit disappointed. £13 for a plate of food that wasn't um, sensational left me with a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth, if you'll excuse the lazy pun. But anyway, Mildred's isn't a complete write-off for me. I did enjoy the food. I will give them another go, but I think I'll be skipping brunch.
What music have you been listening to lately? This past week, I've really enjoyed listening to the new album from Marina. Marina is an artist that you might remember as being called Marina and the Diamonds. A few years ago, Marina changed their stage name from Marina and the Diamonds to just Marina. And the new album is called Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land. It's a short, punchy, 10-track celebration of being different, of being feminine, of being a woman. Um, Also celebrates queerness and is full of incredibly catchy pop music that's a little bit on the indie side. If you know Marina or Marina and the Diamonds very well, or maybe even in passing, you know that that's the sort of style of music that she started with. Uh, But the last album was an album called Love and Fear, and it veered, well, in my opinion, it veered away from those roots of that uh, sort of indie pop and electro dance sort of sound that Marina started with, and it veered into incredibly mainstream territory of um, sort of that, that... I don't even know how to describe it, but super overproduced, uh, super mainstream. It could be any artist from Justin Bieber to or like, like anyone who's on the radio, basically. And so even though I enjoyed the album on the double album, Love and Fear, on, in some regards, to me, it didn't have that personality or the uniqueness that a Marina record normally has. So I'm super happy to be listening to Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land, because to me it's the old marina not to say that people can't change or experience different things in their lives or present them their art in whatever way they want but for me as a listener this album with its themes about um queerness and ecological activism and standing up for women and the me too movement all of these themes really speak to me a lot more than that sort of um i don't know almost passive mainstream pop voice that the last record had and and I don't know that might be selling the last record a little bit short because it didn't speak to me I didn't dive deep into the last album it's one of the only albums I think of Marina's that I haven't listened to multiple times I mean even her albums Fruit and Electra Heart uh, are still on my heavy rotation I'd listen to them at least a few times a month and um, that's saying a lot that t- tells you how much I love Uh, those earlier Marina records and I think Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land is going to be up there with those. I was so excited that I even bought tickets to see Marina in concert at the Brixton O2 Academy but the the concert isn't until May 2022 so we've got almost a year well it's 11 months to go until I can see so it gives me a lot of time to get familiar with these tracks who knows Marina might even have another album out by then. I'm sure she was like a lot of artists, she was very productive in lockdown with not much else to do. But if you enjoy um, nice music, if you enjoy uh, indie pop, if you enjoy uh, music with a little bit of a queer and feminist bent to it, I think you will enjoy listening to Marina and Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land. Thanks for joining me for another chaotic, unscripted episode of Fat Gay Vegans mini news roundup podcast type thingy. 
It's been a pleasure to have your company. Thank you to all the new listeners. Last week, for some reason, uh, we bumped the numbers up a little bit. Now, listen, I'm not talking uh, Joe Rogan numbers, and hopefully I'm not talking Joe Rogan um, listener type <laughs> profile, but it, we got a few more listeners than the week before. So I know somebody's out there somewhere. Did you know that you can use the Anchor app to send me voice notes? And it would be great if you're listening on the Anchor app, if you want to send me a voice note that even if it's just hello or a shout out about your favorite vegan um, recipe or favorite vegan place to eat at the moment, maybe an independent business you know needs um, supporting or a charity that you know needs supporting, or maybe you want to tell me what your music you're listening to, send me a voice note. And if I deem it fit to air, (laughs) I'll include it on a future podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Once again, thank you to everyone who supports me through Patreon. Patreon is a way for people to contribute financially to the ongoing survival of the FGV platforms. So if you would like to commit to a monthly donation or pledge, you can go to patreon.com slash fatgayvegan. I greatly appreciate all the help that all of my patrons have given me over the years and it has meant the difference between me going on with the FGV platform after 10 years or it's stopping. So I do appreciate what you do for me. If you want to follow my food adventures, please follow me at instagram.com slash vegan. I'm also doing some work with legendary vegan food business, Temple of Satan. So please, if you want to find out what they're all about, follow instagram.com slash Temple of Satan. Satan is, of course, spelled S-E-I-T-A-N. And what else is going on? Oh, you can read my blog, of course, fatgayvegan.com. It's been going for over 10 years. I'm only a little bit tired of it. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I love blogging. I try and do it every day. Some days when I'm busy or some weeks where I'm busy, I have to miss a few days. But There's at least a few posts a week that go up, and most of them are about supporting independent vegan business. So my Patreon supporters, that's what you're doing for me, and it's not just me that appreciates your um, assistance in keeping all this going. It's also the countless independent vegan businesses and charities that I've helped over the last 10 years. So thank you so much, and until next time, this is Fat Gay Vegan signing out.